Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. That's a podcast that's part movie club and it's also part improv comedy. My name, as always, is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome. We are cordially inviting you to our post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas episode. Now, what does this mean in terms of theming? Nothing. What does this mean in terms of emotional baggage? Quite a lot, honestly. Because now you're living in this like little window where, you know, you just... Thanksgiving, that's the bad holiday, right? That's the what? holiday where you're like... Uh, let me let me let me explain. Say you have two sides to a family, right? I feel like Thanksgiving is the one where you spend with the ones you don't care about. Yeah, and I don't think Chris- that's I don't think that's a good take. I stand by. Hey, as someone who has never had to make the plans for seeing two sides of a family before, I feel like I would be like Thanksgiving is just dinner. We hop in, hop out. You know, ninety minutes, whatever. Christmas. Christmas is le- that's a day. And what um, I'm saying okay. is where your where your emotional bridge between your bad family and your good family. All right, I'm going to say counterpoint. Um there are a lot of people who don't celebrate Christmas. Also, there's a lot of people who can only go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Also, um Christmas is great if you get presents. Otherwise, it's just a day off. But I feel like way more people get a good meal for Thanksgiving than get good presents for Christmas. I feel, uh, if anything, Thanksgiving is consistent and I Christmas is a wild really card. I really am disappointed in you. Of all the things that you could have taken the moral high road on, you you decide to step up to bat for Thanksgiving? Yeah, bro. Like, well, here's the thing. Like we, yeah. It's fun sometimes when you get good presents. But now I'm at the age where like I You're get five presents. presents Total. Yeah. I give more presents than I get. And uh, it's not nearly as fun. A lot of people are like, oh, like the gift giving is the good part. I mean, kind of if I spent the time on the gifts. But now if you ask people what they want, most of the time they say money, gift cards, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, we're just like exchanging $40, you know? So Thanksgiving, bro. Consistent. This conversation isn't going where I wanted it to, and so instead of trying to improve it, I'm going to stop it. Alex, are you ready to talk about the movies? Let's do it, bro. Okay, so this is our final micro-theme. We're talking about two movies that we didn't want to spread across an entire month, so we're doing it now in a single week. These are movies that feature a language other than English as its primary language. And the two movies that best represent this category is the 2003 South Korean drama Old Boy and the 2015 animated feature Minions. As always, we're going to be talking about spoilers for both of these movies. If you don't want to hear us talk about them, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 29 minutes, 5 seconds. Old Boy... What the heck? It, old boy is, <laughs> uh, um. So, I I became aware of this movie within the last year, and I just saw a bunch of videos being like, where people would list their top ten favorite movies, their top ten favorite plot twists, top ten darkest movies. So, like those are the kinds of lists that old boy lives on, and old boy is on almost all of them. If you see a movie, if you see a list that's Top 10 plot twists or top 10 darkest movies ever. Old Boy is on both of those lists consistently. So, uh, you know, we're like, all right, we're doing a foreign language micro theme. You know, if not now, then when? Right? Yeah. So um, they were right. This movie's pretty dark. But um, not in the way you would expect. It's the thing is, is you think you understand the movie until the third act. And then you realize you've been watching a different movie than what actually is going on. Yes. So, quick plot synopsis. <laughs> I do want to say, in general, the plot twist is the reason to watch this movie. I think the movie is good, but the plot twist is what earns it, like, a rewatch, earns, like, it, oh. the way that it executes it, like, is kind of, like, the plot twist is what drives it. So, I wanted to give that warning again before we, like talk in depth about plot and stuff like that. So 
the movie starts and our main character, Odesu, is, uh, he's, you know, drunk and belligerent. He's uh, held in a drunk tank overnight on his daughter's birthday and he's grumpy about it. He's complaining about it. And then the next shot is him being thrown into what we later learn is a private prison. And he is held in this prison for 15 years. And then he gets released. And the movie is a vengeance movie. It's him trying to find who put him in this prison, why, and get revenge on them. And that's that's kind of the big thing of it all. We yeah. he meets he meets a, a sushi chef named Mido. And she kind of helps him reintegrate into the world. And she helps him on his quest to find this guy. And that's the big thing of it is him trying to find this guy and getting revenge. Okay. So this movie stylistically is amazing, right? Absolutely. It's pretty to look at. The transitions are amazing. Like the, the cinematography is dope. It's just like nice to look at. Um, I will say a negative, but this doesn't take away from the movie is it's impossible to find. Yeah. 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 It's kind of hard to hey. get your hands on it. So we're going to have to talk to our audience like they've never seen this movie before. Yes. Now, I know what you're thinking. Guys, if this movie is impossible to find, how did you watch it? Don't ask. Hey, just don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if you don't ask that question. This um, happens like once a year where we have to like get a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and don't like doing it all. I don't want to make a habit of doing it the reason why this movie is hard to find right now is because it just got bought by a new distributor and they plan on doing a theatrical release next year for the 20th anniversary of the movie which is why it's hard to find now they're like trying to make it impossible to find so people want to see it in theaters next year however we're not holding this off until next year. We had to do this now. Right. There's no way were we going to do an entire month of foreign language movies. It's good that you sprinkle them in, but doing four or five back to back is a lot. Hence the micro theme. Now, also in this movie, um, you have to get real comfortable with, watch, with watching th- hard things. Yeah. Just like wanting to look away because what's going on the screen is just like something you're not used to seeing. Like I'm used to violence. I'm not used to, like, people ripping their teeth out with a hammer. Yeah, it's brutal. It is genuinely gruesome, this movie. Um, This movie also sits in the middle of a trilogy. Kind of like how Clint Eastwood was in that Spaghetti Western trilogy. That's, like, it's not really a trilogy, but the director kind of, like, thinks of them as a trilogy. Yeah. This is... This is the middle of what's called the Vengeance Trilogy. The other two movies being uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. So, believe it or not, it's called the Vengeance Trilogy. Um, I think that this movie, if you do want to watch this movie, and I do recommend this movie, I would recommend having the Wikipedia page also open with the plot description and every 30 or so minutes, just check in and make sure you're following along. Okay. Because this movie, it's storytelling is a little complicated. If I'm being honest, I, had, and if I you didn't were, really have an issue following it, but I was like waiting for a line to confirm. Okay. I, I did get that right. Cause it, yes. a, the thing is, is this movie has a couple things that aren't in most movies. So when you think yeah. something weird is happening, sometimes it's best to now be like, okay, that is actually happening. I didn't miss something. No, that actually happened, and it is weird. So I don't know. We're both kind of beating around the bush. We're kind of waiting until the right time so to just talk about a the major of theme of this movie. Like this movie does not exist without this theme is incest. Yes, and it doesn't bring it up a lot, but it brings it up when it does get brought up. They get pretty in detail about it. It yeah. it's oh, they go they double down on it. It's the this movie I, it does doesn't become a different movie in the third act, but it's like one of those things that I thought I was watching one thing and it turns out you tricked me. So, and the, before <laughs> that makes before, it tricky. Before watching this movie, 
the other incest movie I can think of is A Simple Favor with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Um, this movie, the incest goes way deeper. It goes way deeper than and A Simple honest, Favor. And to be honest, I remember watching A Simple Favor. I don't remember the incest. Anna Kendrick's character slept with her brother. It's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't remember that. Movie wasn't very and, good, I guess. <laughs> um, the The reason why incest is a big theme in this movie is because the man that put Odesu away put him away because the captor was, you know, committing incest with his sister. Uh, Wu Jin Lee is the captor's name. And Desu saw Wu Jin committing incest and he told his friend who then told the rest of the school. So Desu is basically responsible for the entire school knowing about Wu Jin committing incest with his sister and it drove his sister suicidal and she jumped off a bridge. And so as part of Wu Jin's revenge, Desu got captured and was sent to prison for 15 years. Now here's the kicker. Yeah. Here's the kicker. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the thing. We're about to ruin the movie for you. Cause there's yeah. dope action scenes while this guy's in prison. He teaches himself how to fight. He's, he can only watch TV the whole time. So he learns how to fight. And he does it really well. And there's some dope action scenes. And he wins pretty much every fight he's in. And there's a couple weird ones where like something bad's about to happen. And then he gets saved. It's it's a dope movie. And then in the third act, at the end of the third act, the plot twist is revealed. So Mito, the, the female character in this movie, while helping out Desu, they, you know, fall in love. They do the typical, you know, main character, male-female type romance stuff they sleep together we see that happen everything's normal yeah except for that scene could have been a little shorter but i know why they didn't because <laughs> when desu was released from this prison he was hypnotized and so was mito um and then we learn that they were hypnotized to fall in love with each other like them falling in love and sleeping together was uh, a product of it was intervened that was manufactured for them to do that and the reason why was because mito is in fact desu's daughter pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. yeah <laughs> and let me tell you they lay the breadcrumbs very well in the sense of like you think back on it and you're like i should have picked it up it it was all but obvious however you're just kind of watching the movie. You're you're letting the movie do what it wants to do. And then they tell you, they don't say it in those words, but like they tell you, "Hey, you've been sleeping with your daughter." And the and Alex is right. The movie kind of changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. After that, you can't not think about it. It it's and, just a different movie, and obviously the main character can't handle it. Yeah. It he doesn't take it very well. If I'm being quite honest. And what <laughs> really is... The- about how you think you would take it if you found out you... Not only did you sleep with your daughter, you took her virginity and you fell in love. And and what really puts the cherry on top of this whole kind of pudding is... Uh, after he finds out, there's, like a, there's another grotesque action scene. But he, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, D- uh, Desu grabs... A device that he thinks uh, controls the pacemaker in Wu Jin's heart, and he thinks that pressing this button will turn off the pacemaker, killing Wu Jin. What actually, what it actually does is it turns on a set of loudspeakers where it plays an audio recording of Desu sleeping with his daughter. Yeah, it's a sex tape. It plays a sex tape. So, like I said, different movie. Yeah. Um. Also. Um. The guy has the original person who set up this whole thing has leverage over him because he is going to release this information to his daughter because she doesn't know yet. Yes. And this guy is begging not to let her know, which is weird, but I get it. I also get it. Yeah, I get it. But also not. A, it's not a situation I could you could put yourself in because you, I, you, it's one of those things you've never thought about it. Um, yeah. So that whole like mental gymnastics to figure out what's going on is pretty crazy. And then there's like a five minute begging scene. Yes. Of like, what would it take for me not to do it? And he doesn't get any feedback. 
So he just keeps escalating it and escalating it and escalating it until he feels like he's done enough. And uh, we watch him cut his tongue out. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Yeah, man, this um, movie's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a so lot. The and just because we're on this train, this the final scene of this movie, I think, removes the, our main character from redeemability because the movie ends with him going to the hypnotist, the one that put them both under the spell, and he's like, "Hey." Here's the deal. Please, like, have pity on me. Help me out. Like, I really need this. Now, a normal person would be like, because he's going there to get a memory removed. All yeah, right. Like, and, make and me. You would think, forget and you would her? think, and you would think, make me forget her. Make me forget the fact that we slept together. All of that. Like, that's the part that you think he would ask for. No. He's like, hey, make me forget that she's my daughter. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I still want to be a couple with this girl. So can you just have me forget that she's my daughter? Which I'm going to say is the wrong choice. Dude, one and me is going to make this all come back. Up until that point, I could have been like, this movie's kind of wild. That's crazy. Like, I'm just letting a movie be a movie. This is weird. And then that last scene happens and I'm like, whoa, that was a choice. That was a choice. <laughs> I was watching this movie. I'm like, um, this is some like next level clockwork orange level craziness. This yeah. is some like, not only there's incest occurs more than once in one movie. And that's what's double the maximum. It should be occurring. <laughs> and I, I, I want to pivot a little bit for a second. Cause this movie is famous for, you know, the other reason is it's famous for the action scenes. And this movie pretty much, invented the single shot hallway fight scene that we see in like daredevil and Batman and stuff like that. Like this movie like innovated that style and seeing that happen was very cool. I, I liked that fight scene a lot. Right. I have seen that movie, uh, that scene before when I was watching like analysis of like the church fight scene from Kingsman and the daredevil fight scene, because before in a long fight, people don't get tired, but this movie got famous because like at the end of the fight, everyone's freaking exhausted. Um, and the scene is super cool. So I actually recognized it when it was happening and I didn't know it was from this movie. Um, yeah. And so there is a, I walked away from this movie liking it. I want to watch this movie again, but it's going to be a hot minute before I'm ready for it. Um, Because I think this is one of those movies that, like, you need to give it your full attention. You need to be open for the full ride that it's going to give you. And I want to give it another chance at that. Because I liked it. I feel like it would have been more impactful if, like, I had seen it in theaters or... Uh, or something like that, uh, you know, just watching it on my bed in on my laptop was maybe not the correct uh, medium for this movie. So well, I think I another it. thing is, is when you have to when the whole movie is in Korean and you have to watch and read subtitles, it it does have a little bit of fatigue to it because you can't yeah, be doing anything else. Yes. Which is why, you know, you kind of need to be in uh a distraction free environment. Cause that's why I had to look up the plot a few times. Cause I would check my phone or something. And then I'd be like, oh, I feel like I missed an important piece of dialogue. Yeah. It's a, I'm not watching this movie again. And if I do, it's because I walked in and people were already watching it. I am not interested in watching this movie again. It is a very good movie, but it's one of those things. I'm like, I'm good. I got it. Don't, I don't want to feel what I felt again, but it is a good movie. Also, I will say the middle 40 minutes, boring as hell. Yeah. It's a, it's just so much focus on revenge and then like tracking down who people are. It's, um, yeah, it is pretty boring. Yeah, there's like a five to ten minute flashback scene where we watch the antagonist's sister grow up. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Right. It's definitely, like, it's cool until like when he breaks out of the prison and then he meets the girl. And then that's when it becomes boring. And then uh, there's a scene where he's about to get his teeth ripped out. Like, after all the teeth have been removed from the equation, uh, every scene involving teeth, 
Um, <laughs> then it gets boring. And then right when the third act happens, the spike is through the roof. Um, yeah, so I'm probably going to give this a flat seven for now. I, You know, th- I'm willing to raise it after a second viewing, but for now it sits at a flat seven. I originally gave it a 6.75. I'm giving it a seven and a half purely because it is, regardless of whether or not I support what's on there, because obviously people don't, it is a good movie and it caught me off guard and the action scenes are dope and it made me feel real emotions, even though it's not based on a true story or anything. So it does warrant a little bit higher score. So I'm giving it a seven and a half. Yeah, I'm giving it a flat seven. The biggest detriment is that middle 40 minutes. I know we spent almost no time talking about it. It's because I forgot most of it. Yeah. Now, let's move on to, I would say, Alex, would you agree, probably the most important movie we've ever reviewed on this podcast? Right. And some might say um, the antithesis of old boy. (laughs) (laughs) So we are watching the 2015 Minions which is a spin-off movie of the Despicable Me franchise. Uh, Minions, pretty star-studded cast. We got Sandra Bullock in here. We got John Hamm in here. It's like... Michael Keaton's in there. M- Michael Keaton. Like, gang, you did not need to go this hard. Um, um, I will say, John Hamm, his character could have been voiced by Will Arnett. It'd be the same dude. Yeah, I will say, as far as John Hamm goes, there's a lot of discourse in, like... When you discuss voice acting, where in general, celebrities do not are not good voice actors. There is like one you can count on one hand the number of celebrities that are good voice actors and three of them are Jack Black. So I think I, I want to give credit for John Hamm because his character didn't sound like John Hamm. It sounded like he was putting in the effort to like make a cartoon character. Where, meanwhile, like, everyone else was kind of like, I'm showing up, and here's my Michael Keaton voice. Um, yeah. So S- Sandra Bullock's voice was distracting for me in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, every time she spoke, I'm like, oh, that's Sandra Bullock. That is just straight up Sandra Bullock. Yeah, this is also the first time she's ever been a bad guy. Um, I mean, it depends this- on how you agree with her parenting style in Bird Box, but I will let you have yeah. that. It's just like, listen, man. The minions are the best part of this movie. Everything else I didn't like. So I would, you know, I watched this movie and that is the most I can say about it. Genuinely, I have no critical feedback is I watched this movie. It's got some funny narration in the beginning about them trying to find a boss. And then that's like a running joke that they can't help but screw their boss over. This like, movie has so much murder. Kill the a minions murder so many people. There is murder at the hands of the minions a dozen times in this movie. Also, it's oh. a little weird that they, they're looking for a supreme boss, but that boss has to be evil. So then they're going through history working for evil people, but they can't be too recent because everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to work for Hitler. No, but they do work for Napoleon, and then they skip a huge part of the timeline because like, <laughs> yeah. we can't. We're not going to do Stalin. Yeah. We're not going to do Hitler. And I'm like, smart move. But it does feel weird. A lot of this feels and, weird. And also, like, the tone of this... It, this movie couldn't choose a tone to save its life. Because sometimes it was living in that fart joke realm of humor. And then other times you get a solid 90 seconds that's a pretty comprehensive <laughs> reference to the musical hair. Dude, Who is the that amount for? of musical references in this movie is through the roof. Dude, there's a like singing in the rain number. This is nuts. It, and it, so it's just kind of think like, I, I don't want to ask who is it for, but it's, I feel like you're mixing demographics so heavily that it, you're not landing on any one in particular. Yeah. I, you, the gimmick is the minions are cute. And they speak a language you don't understand. And that is cu- And sometimes funny. Spanish. And some, because the <laughs> minion is like a mixture of like 10 languages. And f- for us who only know two, it sounds like <laughs> English, Spanish, and gibberish. But there's like a bunch of other languages in there. I think there's like a, a bunch of like Tagalog and other Filipino languages and Portuguese is in there. French is in there. 
there's a lot. There's like 12 languages. But when you only know two, it sounds like these guys are kind of speaking Spanish and then making up the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, I guess. It's just like the fact that they're cute and they have like their own personalities. It's a movie, dude. It's... um. I genuinely am okay with this being a five-minute review because I have... I cannot express this enough. Nothing to say about this movie. Um. So the here's the thing. Here's the, I'll lay out the synopsis and then we'll wrap it up. Um, <laughs> so the minions since the beginning of time, we literally watched them evolve and get out of the water. Um, have been trying to find a boss, like a evil being worthy of them following them so they start off with like a crocodile then they get to a dinosaur then they get to like a caveman and it's a whole thing then eventually they get chased into a ice cave in like antarctica uh or the north pole it's pretty nondescript but i think it's antarctica and they like stay there while the world around them evolves for the next thousand years also these guys are immortal they don't really touch on it, but it's pretty obvious. These guys live forever. So they're in an ice cave. And then eventually one day, one of the the minions named Kevin says, I'm going to go out and find this new boss and I will bring him back here and we will lead them. So he goes and runs off to London. No, Australia, Miami. They land Orlando. in Orlando. They land in Orlando eventually. And there is a villain con, which is a villain convention. And then like the top villain holds auditions. They accidentally win, and now they're the henchmen. They have to steal the crown of Queen Elizabeth, RIP, and they get it, become kings. Their boss gets upset that they kept the crown to themselves. They give the queen the crown. They get locked up, and they get it back, and all their friends finally show up from Antarctica. Now, if that plot didn't make much sense, that's fine. Because believe it or not, the glue that holds this movie together is not the narrative wonder that the directors and writer have given us. It I didn't make sense while I was watching it. There was one time I'm like, wait, what did they do wrong? And it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they The minions play in kind of like that anti-hero area where like they're supposed to be bad guys. But at the end of the day... They give the crown back to the queen. Yeah. It's it's just also this whole movie takes place in like the 70s. 1968. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie's a 10 out of 10. Um, I'm giving this movie a f- 5 because it's easy to do something else and it's not for me i think largely this is just not for me i wouldn't say it's a bad movie adults shouldn't watch it i think it's just yeah it's hard to get invested in like there's is no feasible decent plot but like the jokes are good i guess and it's this movie is really good in clip form i what this movie's only 80 minutes long it's 90 minutes with credits the feature itself is 80 minutes long. It took me three days to watch it. It feels like a full <laughs> two hours, two hours, 15 minutes long. It's Yeah, it's flat five. Flat five. Easy okay, PC. flat fives around the board, bro. It's just like, it's a lot. <laughs> Both Listen, of these movies are a lot. <laughs> stupidest theme we've ever done, but definitely one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we don't have to do it again. Um, let's move on. We're going to do an improv segment. This is an improv segment we haven't done in a while. It's a segment called Hurt My Own Feelings. This is a segment where uh, Alex and I are going to play characters that are incredibly self-deprecating. But the challenge is to keep one-upping each other on how self-deprecating we can be. And that's that's the scene. That's the scene. Yep. Um, Alex, uh, do, do you got anything in mind? Um, I think we should. Okay, no Thanksgiving. Oh, is hold over. on, I got one. Sure. Unless what you got? I think you and I are we are the Democratic and Republican no- nominations for the presidency, and this is the final debate before election. Okay. Um, I think we know who's gonna be who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Hey. Uh. Thanks for giving me the mic first. Uh. I just want to say. I really appreciate you letting me be the Republican candidate for the presidency. 
Um, quite frankly, I kind of figure myself more as a libertarian, but who's to say? Anyway, um, I just want to give my opening statement and just say, I know I'm not your best choice. I know I'm not your favorite. I, you know, I, I, I skirted by all the primaries by, you know, points, percentages, decimals of percentages. See, I can't even speak correctly. I, I'm sorry. You, you can, you can start. You can start. I'm sure. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to be representing the Democrats on this one. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, this is really a dream come true, and I don't deserve to be here. Truly, most of you are more qualified than I am. I feel like I'm skirting through life on the coattails of my dad, Bernie, and um, I really don't deserve to be here. And he, he's helped me through all of this. I have numerous mentors. I really can't tie my own shoes by myself. So, you know, I don't know why we are even doing a debate. To be honest, I'm I'm not worthy of being the president. Okay, now I know I know what you guys are thinking. What what are my policies? Well, quite frankly, uh, I do have a list. And just stop me stop me if this is getting like boring or like you've heard this before. Healthcare, want to get rid of it, just like in general. All right. Uh, second, we got to figure out this whole like people's rights, just kind of like in general. Not a fan of that either. Um, sorry, but I'm gonna I, stop you right is this there. going on too long? Granted, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just reading the notes in front of me. Um, it has been brought to my attention that people are concerned about guns in this country. Now, I, I understand both sides. And to be honest, it could really go either way. But I do think we should do something about the shootings that are going on. They're getting out of control. And I, for one, don't like shootings. So. I I just I, I just think that as a country we need to get together and just like understand each other. I'm sorry, that's stupid. Sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, I understand. To be honest, that was really the best way you could have put it because way better than me. I'm to be honest, I'm struggling right now because there's a lot of pressure on this stage and I'm not adequately prepared for this. And I think. If I could nominate another person, I would nominate you because I don't deserve to be here. And you have, it sounds like you have some good ideas and you got to, I've met your, your family, great people, guys, really salt of the earth. Um, uh, and I hope to be like you guys one day. Well, I just like, I, I, I watch all those other debates on TV and it seems like, it seems like all those nominees just like had so many statistics that they had ready off the top of their head and they knew how to perfectly counter every question and every like counterpoint. And I'm thinking like, I know I didn't bring anything. I kind of thought it was just going to be like more free flowing. I thought that, you know, we'd light a little fire, maybe smoke some cigarettes or something. And I just like, it's I just think it's crazy that the expectations are so high when like I'm supposed to ha I'm supposed to remember everything I'm supposed to remember. I don't even know when the election is. I'm just kind of winging it. So like if, if you want to ask me about like how I feel about certain things in this country, fine. But like don't expect me to tell you about like 12% of this or 75 years of that or $4 billion this like I got. I got nothing. This this brain is a is a fishbowl and the fish is checked out to lunch. Right. I agree with everything you just said. I will say though, I someone gave me a gun off stage, they want me to demonstrate it. So I'm going to go ahead and uh show you guys how to work this firearm and why it's important for us not to have these. Um not exactly sure how to load it or what way uh, the no, bullets I, are supposed to be facing. No, so the bullets the bullets are supposed to face you, so they shoot outward. Right. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. Then you press this. Oh, that releases the clip or magazine. I can't remember which one it is. I don't think there's a difference. Um, you're a gun guy, right? So. I well, I mean. How do I cock gun? No. So uh, so so yeah, just kind of like like you said, the bullet goes in. And then if, if you could actually just like shove the bullet down the barrel, just like really press it in there. And if you have some extra gunpowder, just, you know, you really funnel that in there and then, yeah. and then you can, and then you can co Cox gun. Beautiful. Um, so many people would leave this country. <laughs> Mass say, exodus. SNL wouldn't have to do a thing. SNL yeah. would just have to show up and recreate it. Yeah. Um, there's your script SNL. Just You're like welcome. get Pete Davidson on it.
Well, Pete Davidson left, so get... Yeah, but bring him back, you know? <laughs> All right. Kate, send, we... Get Kate McKinnon. Cut it. Cut Again, it. Also Fix it in the post. God, I only know the good people, <laughs> and it sounds like they're all dipped. In case 80 Bryant was next on your list, she also left. I was going to say Michael Che. So if he left, I mean, I, I got nothing. I think you're still good. Okay. Okay. Middle segment. This is a segment we haven't done in over a year. It's called It's Not a Phase. Alex did this to me where he went through my social medias and he brought some, uh, I'm going to say, kind of cringy posts to the table and kind of made me face my music. And I'm going to do the same thing for Alex. Beautiful. Alex, uh, canonically, famously even, not really a big social media guy. Right, right. Not always Um, the case. Right, I used to be big on it, and I have made the conscious effort. I thought about this about five or six years ago. Should I just delete all the super cringy stuff? Because I have the same account since I was like 13, 12. Yeah. Um, I think it it serves as a reminder. I want to make it easy to blackmail me is what I'm saying. It oh, keeps no, you I humble. Feel the exact, I feel the exact same way. I check my Facebook like on this day very regularly, and I look at those posts, and I'm like, wow, I want to remove this person from people's memories. But I choose not to for your benefit. Yeah, I don't now, want Alex. people to view me as a perfect person, which is why I leave pictures up of me in dresses. So uh, what you got, Craig? So I only have a few of your tweets, um, but we'll, and I, I pulled some tweets, some Facebook stuff. Okay. So I only have three of your tweets that I want to get through real quick. Okay. First, I just realized I went K through 12 without getting an, without getting a nickname. Hey, Alex, what do you think Alex is? Okay. So that's the, that's not good. Okay. Alex is not a nickname. It's some people's like real name. And I just got a shortened version of my name. I didn't get one of those like, uh, JP or like, do you know the cool names that people have like on football teams and stuff or like wrestlers? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I wanted one of those and be like, Oh, come over here. Jeans or something. I got nothing. Sneakers, glasses, <laughs> nothing, dude. I didn't get a single thing. People just called me what I told them to call me. That's the annoying it's- thing. You don't get to pick. Everyone told me you can't pick your own nickname. Cause I tried and I did actually. It, it was called, it was Mr. Audacity <laughs> and it, it didn't really stick. <laughs> it's a bit Is of a mouthful. This- is this a thought that you still have troubles with? It's one of those things I'm like, why Why is everyone listening to me? You can, everyone only calls me what I tell them to call me. Like, that's annoying. Okay, next, next, next one. <laughs> um, I can always tell how people know me by how nice or quiet they think I am. Facts. That holds up, bro. Um, Elaborate. So, a lot of people think I'm, a lot of adults think I'm very quiet. Um, and a lot of people who meet me think I'm nice, but here's the thing. (laughs) I'm a nice guy. I just have a lot of not nice thoughts and I tell my friends those not nice thoughts, but that doesn't make me a bad person. It just means I think bad things sometimes, but I stand by that tweet. That's a good one. Okay. Now this one, (laughs) this one, I like this one a lot. I, I didn't pull as many of these, but any tweet of yours that had a hashtag in it w- oh, was gold. Yeah. So good. Uh, listening to music in the middle of the night. Yes. Hashtag making moments. I, Alex, wow, I don't even bro. know where to begin with this one. That's like a nothing tweet. That's nothing. That is nothing. <laughs> okay. So you tweeted what this year in- was that? 2015 your senior year of high school it's like you listen to music in the middle of the night for the first time that is such a nothing tweet here's the thing i will i'll make an excuse of me um this was back when like streaming music was brand new and you had to pay for a lot of it like before that it was just like pandora and it was random yeah this was before on demand streaming was prevalent right like spotify like spotify was primarily random pandora was the big house and that was completely random right so you ended up especially when you listen to those things for a while you heard every song or you had to buy music on itunes so i bet you i listened to that and it was either the radio and like songs just lined up hitters or like i just <laughs> bought a new album it's a good 
sentiment, definitely not worth a tweet, though. Like, that's common sense. Now, we're going to move on to your Facebook. Your Facebook okay. was a little bit harder for me to dig through because people tag you and stuff. Way like, too many people. Yeah. And it's like, it's stuff about your family and life events and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I took the time. I made sure to go back to like 2016 to get, to get the good stuff. Um. Here's a post. Uh, you can have all the intentions to be productive, but when you wake up at 3 p.m., I think it's a sign it wasn't meant to be. Now, I stand by this. I don't think this is a bad post. Yeah. However, Alex, when was the last time you woke up at 3 p.m.? To be honest, probably that day was the last time <laughs> yeah. it happened. That's freaking insane. That is crazy, dude. Was I like on Ambien? Who, dude, I don't even know how you do that. That's like a, <laughs> do you have to stay up all night and then go to sleep at like 10 in the morning? That's insane. Going through your Facebook posts, there were a lot, and Alex, I mean a lot, that was stuff like, this vacation stuff's too easy. Going to school next week is gonna suck. Like, yeah, I remember typing like those that. being like, I feel like I gotta get ahead. I, I was my own PR guy. Like, hey, guys, just so you know, <laughs> let's set the standards low. Because I feel like a lot of you are believing in me and I'm going to let you down. Um, so this next post, uh, it's a quote of you. Um, our, our, fr- our good friend, Mary posted this this was a time hop post this is and, uh it's from 2011 okay oh so oof in quotes woman you touch that i will bite your fingers off end quote a- alexander famous fifth hour quote okay so this was my freshman year yeah and w- you and i know freshman alex very different person freshman alex is like that's a person i don't recognize that was like i don't even know who that dude is i know eighth grade alex and then there was a bit of a blur and then i just show up in sophomore year um i don't know what was going on to be honest that sounds like someone was invading my personal space the fact that it's a famous quote is a little concerning but like sounds like someone should mind their own business Again, very freshman Alex thing is you say quotes like that because people were invading your personal space. Meanwhile, freshman Alex, infamous for invading other people's. Dude, great. (laughs) The amount of times I did, let's just say questionable behavior. It was at least once a day. At least. Next one. Next one. Uh, This is from 2015. When life gives you choices... Don't go sleeveless. Fair. That I think more people should remember that. That's a good one. Okay. So even out of context, do you support this? I think what happened was I wore something sleeveless and I got bullied hard. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Note to future self. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to wear it. Or maybe just wear it during the summer when no one sees you. This is also from 2015. So, I like the taste of half-burnt popcorn. My family hates the smell. This world is not big enough for the both of us. It's amazing how many tropes I use in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's like, That that's post read like a Marvel normal. movie. <laughs> not big enough for the both of us? What am I, a <laughs> cowboy? It's just... I, good sentiment, though. Like, I'm still support... The popcorn, most people don't. I wish I was just a little bit more original, though. Next one from 2014. So hungry, ice is on the menu. Hashtag prepping for college. Alex, how'd that college prep go for you? Here's the thing. Um, (laughs) That's a great joke, though. So hungry, ice is on the menu. That's a good one. The prepping for college, I feel like I was banking way too hard on the cheap, on the broke college kid. Now, the joke doesn't quite that that part that tag doesn't really make sense. But this, yeah, this so this, hungry this ice on the not... menu. That's a great line. I ruined it with the hashtag. Yeah, this one uh, didn't do numbers, unfortunately. Only only two likes on that one. I should go back and like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two more. First, this one's from 2014. 
Ariana Grande. Sorry, hold on. I was Alexa- obsessed. Alexander is feeling infatuated. Ooh, Ariana Grande, yikes. girl, you don't even know. This is worse than a can't even. This is like can't infinity. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I wrote that. That's so bad. I don't think I wrote that. I don't think I don't think that's me. I think you or Ben could have wrote that because that's not me. That's weird. The feeling infatuated. That's something I would do if I was like simping hard. But like the can't infinity that I don't feel like I've ever said that. That feels off brand. (laughs) I don't support that at all. That doesn't sound like me. Okay, last thing that I want to talk about is you have a post. I need to share this with you so you can see what I'm looking at. Is um, I just sent it into the Discord chat. Um, it's just, it's Man Crush Monday hashtag MCM uh, with a picture oh, that I yeah. have to assume is Jesus Christ. Is that Dude. our man JC? Yes, that's okay. a banger, bro. That's hilarious. Okay, which is fine, except. That is not a traditional Jesus picture. I picked the most um, handsome one I could find. What are you talking about? This Jesus Christ looks like he's starring in like a biblical drama, but it's on ABC Family. This guy is objectively good looking. Yeah. Um, I will say 14 people agreed. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just like that's... I that's had to look awesome. At that. I'm like... And that I'm like, is that awesome. has to be Jesus. That, that I don't know who else Jesus. that could be other than Jesus. What day of the week was, first of all, hey, I, I wasn't bet even it's in a school. Monday. I bet it's a Monday. You know, that's a fair point. I wonder if I thought about that ahead of time. Goes, man, I gotta, I'm going to use this tomorrow. Save the, Put this one in the drafts. Yeah, I'm going to put this in my drafts. <laughs> um, yeah, I did that in the that- summer, bro. Yeah, that was, and I cannot express this enough, guys. I cracked 2014 in this deep dive, okay? There's at least three more years of content for me to go through. I, I'm positive I will do it one day. Dude, that was like, I know what I'm talking about. I had, the thing is, I like going back and be like, oh, I did have a personality. Like, there's some substance to this. That was that's grade A comedy right there. If you put Man Crush Monday and then put a picture of the most handsome Jesus you can find on the internet, that's good. I'm just this was back before you could like laughing emoji or any of those like react to Facebook posts, so all they could do is like it. And uh, I would say 14 likes is above my average. <laughs> so I'm taking it as a win. All right, Alex, what's our one hit? Uh, we're gonna make this one quick. Um, it's borderline bingo. And Craig, I'm just gonna say words. Um, let's say I say rich, we need to come up with something that's, you're going to come up with something that's borderline rich. I'm gonna come up with something borderline rich and we're going to see who's the most on the fence. So if you were to say private jet, that's obviously rich. If I were to say unlimited concessions at a movie theater, that's way more borderline than private jet. So we're just gonna come up with topics and then who can get the most borderline, like kind of on the fence. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Borderline athletic. Okay. Um, can juggle a soccer ball for five kicks. I'm going to say state football champ senior year in high school hasn't played in 10 years. Ooh, I feel like we need another person to just like weigh in on these. Yeah. Because uh, I don't, I know people like that and they're not borderline athletic. They're like has-beens. Sure. Okay. Yeah, then we we can we can land on the juggling then. Okay. Um borderline illegal. Not reporting shoplifting. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I was going to I was yeah. I mine's not that good. I was going to say like lying about your age going into a movie theater. Yeah. But yours is real good. I like yours. <laughs> um, oh, the bingo part is uh, first person to get to five wins. Okay, sure. Why not? Sure. So you've got two now. Borderline creative. Okay. Takes their friend's senior pictures. Ooh, ooh that one's not bad. Um. <laughs> Yours is gonna win, but I think mine is funnier, which is 
has has several project ideas started on Pinterest. Okay, that's whack, Craig. That's everybody. <laughs> All right, two v two. Um, let's say borderline creepy. Doing social media research before a date. Okay, that doesn't seem too nuts. Um, knowing the names and ages of your teacher's kids. It, okay, so that one I think is kind of on the fence because, like, well, that's the whole game, Craig. <laughs> well, well, cause I think that one's up to interpretation. Because if it's like every one of your teachers, yeah, that's creepy. But like, I knew the names and ages of my choir teacher in high school. Well, that's mo- like we're talking more than one teacher. More than one, then probably yeah, a little creepy. Yeah, probably that one then. Yeah. Okay, so that's three v two right now. Uh, borderline uh, prodigy. I mean, I think uh, has the skills, but doesn't pursue it. I, I was going to say not... memorizing music, but on the recorder. <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, you got any last one before I win this thing? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, borderline clairvoyant. Oh, correctly guessing the gender of a baby Three times in a row. Okay. Okay. That's 12.5% chance. Um, I'm going to say guessing all of the award winners for all the major awards. I think that's just clairvoyant. If you can do all of them for all the major awards. So like what if it's best just, picture, what if it's best director. One year? If, it, mean, if, every, if somebody gets it all right just one year, yeah. is that still pretty hardcore? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good odds. Because the thing is, when you look at who wins Best Picture, there's like seven movies up. Yeah. And if they got that and Best Director and Best Actor, I'd be like, who is this guy? Is he paying somebody? Okay. Well, that was our one hit that Yeah, that's Borderline Bingo. If you hated it, sucks to suck. If you liked it, sorry, it's going. I think that's one that you can play with your friends. Make sure you have a third party in there who can pitch in and vote. Um but it's not coming back. And that's one of those cool segments that took us 15 minutes to record, but it's going to be super easy to cut down to five minutes because it's just us sitting in silence because we can't <laughs> think of single words. Uh, free balling. I watched a new movie today. Uh, it's called The Menu with Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, and Ralph Fiennes as the, as the leads in this movie. This is one of those movies that I don't want to talk too much about the plot because I think the less you know, the better. But the gist of it is Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy go to this very extravagant, like it's like 1200 bucks a head restaurant. And it's on a private island with, you know, a private chef team, stuff like that. And the restaurant staff you know they take a lot of pride in their work it's one of those high society fancy schmancy restaurants and they're like dinner takes four and a half hours to serve because it's like eight different courses and each course is served alongside like a little presentation some theatrics that go with it and as the movie progresses the theatrics get more and more Intense is the word I'm going <laughs> to use. Um, it's a dark comedy. It's like, it's intentionally funny. There are funny moments in it. Um, it is kind of like a drama thriller more than anything else. Uh, you know me, big fan of my girl, Anya. Love you. You're great. Big fan. Nicholas Holt. Did a, had a really good performance, but his, he was performing a very annoying character, which is always a bummer. It's like, wow, what a great performance. I hate you right now. Um, and Ralph Fiennes does a really good, you know, intimidating, stoic man. Mm-hmm. So he also does a really good job. Um, I think I like this movie a lot. I kind of want to watch it a second time. I still kind of need to sit on it for a little bit. It's not unlikely that it ends up in my top five for this year, but I really need to see it a second time before I like sit on it. The vibes are immaculate. The vibes are so good. Um, the dialogue is really good. I really like a lot of the character work that goes on in this movie. The only problem is that I 
don't like all of the characters. So when they are being worked on, I could care less about them. Um, in general, it's a really good watch. I enjoyed it a lot. It's fun. It's dark. It's just a good time. I, I think that this is one of those movies. It's, uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm stumbling over my words a lot here. It's just, it's good. And I liked it. It's not so much about the food. I'm not a food guy. So when I saw this movie, I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a pretentious m- movie about food. It's not. Food is like the center theme of the movie, but it's bigger than that. So if you were like, I don't want to watch a movie about food, it's not. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Sweet. I'm I'm sitting it at like a seven and a half right now. Um, I liked it. It's good. I like all the performances, um, but I don't have any deep thoughts about it yet. I want to circle back to it later, though. Dope. Um, I watched anime. Two seasons of it. I watched One Punch Man. Okay, One Punch Man. It hits, bro. And I don't yeah, think I'm going to watch yeah. any more anime. I okay, think that's this fine. it's good enough because it was my sense of humor. The first season is really good. I would say it's like an 8 out of 10. The second season needed more One Punch Man, more Saitama. Sure. So I didn't love One Punch Man. I think I got through like 10 episodes of it. Um, I, I think that the humor kind of, it has to be your style of humor. Yeah. Like you said. And it, it hits because it's a guy who beats everybody with one punch. No matter how bad the baddie is, he can kill them in one punch. And he doesn't and even so, try. And the point of the move or the point of the show is he's been doing all this hero work for free his entire life. And then he realizes, oh, I could get paid to do this. And the whole movie is him trying to or the whole show is him trying to raise in the ranks of paid superhero dumb. yeah because there's like an s tier and then a b and c and he starts at the lowest of the c and then he's like legit one hit killing people but a lot of people don't know it's him or no one was around to witness it so he's slowly climbing the ranks um they just released this they just announced that season three is probably gonna be coming out towards the end of next year um and i'm 100 gonna watch it however i will say because i know anime is um this is this is abnormal. Most anime is not like this. Also, it's short. <clears throat> I signed on knowing there's only 24 episodes and they're like 25 minute episodes. There is more comedy anime than I think you give credit for. This but I this like is, this kind. Yeah, One Punch Man is definitely like the most mainstream of them. Um I, I liked it. I I, I kind of want to give it another chance. It's just not high on my priority list right now. Um Right. Also, but the tricky I, part with show. this was I don't like the anime part. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so that makes it a little hard. That means I'm hanging on for the dialogue. It means I'm hanging on for the main character because I like him a lot. Everything extra, I'm like, I don't need the backstory. I don't need this this stylized thing. I don't want most of that. So if we could do that less, that'd be great. Um, So I need the least anime anime, and I think this was it. This was introduced to me when I was deployed, so like 2018, and I remember the first episode, and I'm like, that's not horrible, but I didn't fall in love with it, and I just figured it's on Hulu, I might as well go through, and I binged it, dude, it's good, I liked it. The second season needs more of the main character, so that sucked, because I'm like, I'm watching this for one guy, we're having way too much drama here, I don't care about world building, I don't care about any of these other characters, I just want him to just crack jokes and smoke people. Um, and that didn't happen too much in the second season. So hopefully the third season has more, but it was good, dude. I would 100% recommend it. Yeah. Rock on. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, next week, new theme, new month. It is time for Christmas and Christmas being too, it's better when it's spelled out. It's, it's Chris, the name Mitt. It's Chris. So Christmas is like a play on Christmas. So, um, we're watching movies with people named Chris. Right. That's uh, it. We're, yeah. Um, we're starting with Chris Evans because he's the goat. He's the, you know, he's the one everyone loves. Got to open with him. Yeah. Um, makes sense to start with Captain America when he's we not are watching, Captain America. Yeah. Um, we are watching Gifted with Chris Evans, and that's what we're going to be doing next week. I've seen this movie before. I'm excited to revisit it. Cool. Great. Yeah. I forgot how to end podcasts is what I'm finding <laughs> out right now. I'm kind of it's all good. dying. That's next week. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. 
And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.